Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of Serial Killer Cafe. I'm Stephanie, and I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Hey guys! Um, and we are super excited to release our first episode of Serial Killer Cafe podcast, and on Halloween, nonetheless. Also, Steph's birthday. Woo-woo. Nothing, <laughs> nothing I'd love more than talk about serial killers on my birthday. That's not even a joke. All day, every day. Um, but so, especially on birthdays. Especially on birthdays. <laughs> um, all right, so the first thing that, uh, the first serial killer that we are going to talk about today is Rodney Alcala, who is also known as the Dating Game Killer. And he is known as the Dating Game Killer for his appearance on the Dating Game Show in 1978. So take it away, Ariel. Tell us a little about our good friend, Rodney. Yeah, so like he was pretty fucked up. Um, and I would really like to stress we are going to talk a little bit more about the dating game aspect of things um but really he's only called that because of like one small appearance that just happened to like make him famous but he was active way before then um in the whole criminal part of things um so actually in 1968 so this is 10 years before he was on the dating game show um that was when he or what police think was his first crime. A lot of his crimes are kind of unknown. Um, but apparently he lured some poor little eight-year-old girl. Um, her name is Tally. I think that's how you say her first name. Shapiro. Uh, so actually lured her into his apartment. And just like beat the shit out of her and raped her. This poor little eight-year-old girl. Um, so he was... They... The people identified him positively for him... And he was not arrested because he fled. So this is in Los Angeles, right? So he goes to New York and he starts going to school. And then, get this, oh my God, he gets a job at a children's camp as a counselor. Of course he does. Like, so this piece of shit is just, like, going around, like, fucking Also, did raping. no one do background checks no. in the 1970s? Seriously. At all. No background checks ever because, guys, quickly talking about the dating game when he was on that show he was already a convicted rapist and they were just like i mean that's cool you should definitely be on this dating show i can't so apparently it was not as safe as it is today so there's that but anyways, i guess i'll so, take that with a grain of salt <laughs> yeah but it's just like really disturbing that i don't know 78 well, yeah, it's not that long it's ago. I mean, when we were ago. younger, we were like, oh my gosh, that's like you're like 200 when you're, you're right. born but in 78. Really but now you're like, well, I was only born 10 years after right. 78. And it's not like he just like, oh, like even, oh, he had a DUI or like he made some mistakes when he was younger. Like, like we all he was a convicted rapist. Like, this is disgusting. And scary because so scary. imagine, you know, like being the producers. Yeah, right. So hopefully after they found that out, though, they were like, Maybe Probs we should, should background check <laughs> We can only hope. Um, anyway, so the only positive thing that happened uh, with this wonderful Shapiro, that's how you say your last name, right? Yeah, Shapiro. Yep, Tally Shapiro, um, is he didn't actually kill her. So she was found alive. He beat her with a steel bar, which, you know, that's fucking lovely. Um, but she was found alive. So there's that. That's awesome. So then he moves, he becomes a camp counselor in New Hampshire, it appears. Uh, it was under a different name, so he must have been aware that, like, they must have had, like, a warrant out for his arrest. So he changes, or changes, I use that quote, um, to John 
Berger. Berger. Can we just talk about how he changed his identity? Because when I got married, I changed my identity. It was so much work. I would never do it because and, I wanted to be someone else. And he does it all the time. It's so much work. It just. It's, but I wonder, he must not be doing it like legit, right? I mean, you mean like getting like a fake license maybe? Right. Like I, I feel hate like he's that. just like, yeah, this is my resume. Wink, wink. <laughs> like, I don't know. And they're same, like, yeah, sure. Same. No problem. <laughs> um, okay. But so in, so he starts working at this camp in 1971 and coincidentally, not coincidentally, um, a young girl, not as young as Shapiro, but she was 23 years old. She's a flight attendant and she was actually found raped and strangled in her apartment. Her murder remained unsolved until 2011 when they finally put it together that it was this fucker. 2011? Right? Oh my god, that's crazy. That was literally Cause eight years that, ago. Right? Because that was like really not that long ago. Also, great thing to note is that also in 1971, um, that is when uh, Alcala was actually added to the FBI's like America's <gasps> Most Wanted yes. list. Um, and mind you, so 1971... He was added to America's most wanted fugitive list. And in 1978, he was still able to go on the dating game show. So I'm just right. really. I know. There's just so many pieces to this that. story, which is also why we chose him first, because right. there was just so much, so much awkward fascination about him and his yeah. life. And so what's even more fucked up is the reason that he was added to the list is because a couple of the kids that actually went to the camp that he was a counselor on, notice his picture on, um, like, one of those wanted posters that people see, like, in the post office. Oh. Right? That's pretty cool. So, can you imagine just, like, in the post office, mailing some shit, and then you're like, oh, my God, that's my camp counselor. Imagine He's saying a murderer. that to your parent. Right? I know. I'd be like, oh, hell no. We better go right now. Yeah. <laughs> Take it down. Take it down. Screw with my babies. <laughs> anyway, I'm a mom. Clearly, I'm a very uh, protective yeah. mama bear. <laughs> yeah, she has kids. I have dogs. Protective so. mama dog. Mama. Yeah, dog, dog mom. mom. Thank you. Not mama dog, because that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dog mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, all right. So he gets arrested when they uh, point him out in the FBI poster at the post office, right? So he gets extradited back to California. Here's the fucked up, well, more fucked up part. Because as if this isn't fucked up as it is. Okay, so go back to 1968, cute little Tali Shapiro. He essentially kidnaps her, rapes Rapes her, beats her with a metal pipe. Right. So at this point... Tally's parents had relocated, so she no longer even lives in California, and they would not let her testify in court. So, I mean, I don't have kids. I have no idea how I'd handle this situation. I really don't. It's like, for me standing on the outside, I can be like, what the fuck? You could have gotten this guy put away, and then he wouldn't have been a fucking serial killer. But at the same time, it's like, your poor little, she's what, maybe 9 or 10 at this point? Yeah. No, she's a little older than no, that. No, she's probably 11. Okay, but still, she's a kid. Like, Well, yeah, she's so like... So it's like, all right, do I make her... 
I don't know, go to trial. I just feel like maybe there were other options. And again, I don't know if it's different now than it was. Because now you can have a kid like say their testimony without being in front of the right. jury you don't have and, to like see like, your, your attacker. attacker and everything like that right. whereas I don't know exactly how you know trials and things were set up back then right. and as a mom I mean I think I would just have to respect my kids wishes because even at 11 I mean I have you know, a kid who is almost 11. Right. And I, she's old enough to make those decisions. Do you so think I don't she think, is, though? I think in certain situations, yeah. I think, But I think in, hey, does this make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable? Are you willing to do it or not do it? She right. can make those decisions for herself because of the way I've raised her. Yeah. So I can't I mean, I, necessarily yeah, be like, I, guess that's true. I want to make sure you're comfortable and I don't want to put you in awkward situations and then be like, hey, I don't really care what I said about all these things, all these years, you're doing this. Right. And then, you know what I mean? I feel like there's just a lot of moving parts, so it's really hard yeah, to just is. decide, yeah, you're not, this is right or wrong. Well, so either way, unfortunately, because um, they would not let her testify, they were not able to convict him um, of the rape or... I thought I actually thought it was going to be, like, assault or battery or something, but they were actually trying to get him on attempted murder. Yeah. Well, metal bar. I mean, if you're being something metal bar, you're not right. hurting them. You're definitely. I mean, you. And I, would I think that maybe that he would have killed her because it said like ultimately she kind of just escaped. Yeah. So I don't know what the full story is, but okay. So let's say yeah, he was trying to kill her, so attempted murder. But without her, like she obviously was the only real witness of the actual crime, minus the kidnapping, which they didn't try to get him on kidnapping, which I find a little weird. But you have to find someone who. Yeah, but the whole point was that the whole reason he even got identified was because people saw him, like, luring her into his apartment like a fucking creeper. Oh, yeah. So, I know, but I feel like also, I mean, so I know we watch way too much Law & Order SVU as well. Just letting you know. But, like, it's like in all those episodes where it's like people see something, but they think someone else says I something, know, so yeah. they don't That's say something because they don't want to. It's like a phenomenon. I, I don't know what it's called where, like, everybody just assumes that, like, There was, like, an entire else. episode on yeah. it, yes, about the there's, kid and his brother was missing or whatever. study, like, yeah. Everyone just assumes, like, oh, someone else probably called 911, and then the whole time, like... Something. Yeah, it's happening. Or, yeah. oh, someone else must have said something, so, like, right. this guy's gonna get caught, and they don't know who... But it's like, then did they know who he was? Because he lived there, and they obviously lived nearby. I know, and it sounded like it... I mean, enough that they were able to identify him, so... Um, but so anyways, he was able to plead to a lesser, um, a lesser charge of assault. Yeah. So... Oh man, this just keeps getting. So then, basically, more he served up. some probation. Um, after 17 months, he was paroled, mm-hmm. and then basically was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna go live my best murder rapist life now because I'm out." But we have to talk about why he was paroled. Oh yes, we do Ooh, talk about why he was paroled. So ter- okay, so apparently in 1974, there was something called the uh, Indeterminate Sentencing Program. Which basically was like, if any offender, regardless of what they fucking did, was like acting like a nice guy and not being a piece of shit and not, not fighting. Not causing fights and, and, you know, whatever. Well, guess what, guys? <laughs> They're changed. They're innocent now. Uh, right. Forget their whole past because whatever. Violent crimes. And they're like, but he's like a super nice guy. <laughs> he was so, actually like our star model prisoner. Right. So, so we know he raped a little girl, but like but he seems to be fine now. He's rehabilitated. And granted, I'm not saying people can't change, uh, sure. but I'm saying, I mean, it's an eight year old. Like, it's a big risk to take. And then also to not apparently put any sort of. 
What's the word I'm looking for? Any sort of precautions in play after he gets out. So at least you're like, okay, well, you're rehabilitated, but we want to make sure like you have support and care. And we know this, like, you're not going to do this again. And everyone was like, he's fine. We'll just let him go. And then he like kills and murders a bunch of people. So like, and then guys, oh, it gets so much worse. Okay. So he gets let out on this indeterminate sentencing program, right? Two months later, he is rearrested for assaulting a 13-year-old girl. Okay, so obviously, I'm going to go on a ledge here and say he's not fucking rehabilitated. Yeah, like, I mean, he's not really so showing... Let's start he's there. He's not really showing, like, he's made a lot of changes, personally. Um, so... And so, apparently, guys... I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're a kid, an adult, elderly. Do not accept bribes from people. I know that this was popular in the 70s. My mom hitchhiked like across the fucking country. Guess what? No. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Except rides from fucking random people. Because this poor little girl, 13 years old, accepted a ride to school... And then guess what? He fucking attacked her. Then. Shocker. (laughs) Even worse. I don't think I can possibly say even worse anymore. But every time I look at my notes, I'm like, oh, wait. (laughs) But then there's more. Yeah, we like forgot. Like when I first read about him, we were like, wow, this guy's terrible. Oh, my God. He's like really terrible. Oh, my God. Right. And then that was us for like two hours while we read everything about his life. It just (laughs) keeps getting worse. And it gets worse because of like people's negligence. Like that's Exactly. That's, I think, what the oh, my God was. Like, obviously, you're a serial killer. You're a terrible person. We get that. But like like, all the people who just let you continue to be one for so many years before like any justice was served or. He hasn't killed anyone, has he? No. No. So. That he, all right, so obviously that's like against parole to assault someone. So he goes back to prison, serves two years, and then is again released on this on the same program. Oh my gosh, I know. It what is the like, actual fuck is happening? So after his second release, okay, guys, I'm gonna say it again. It gets even fucking worse. <laughs> gets even worse. So his parole officer. Uh, <laughs> This is just shocking to me. I'm not a parole officer. I don't know any parole officers. Correct me if I'm wrong, parole officers out there. <laughs> but like, make friends you, with us so you can answer right, questions. Right, like please, like we want to know the answer to this. This guy has had two separate prison sentences for assaulting young children. Yeah. And he's like, dude, it's actually totally fine if you want to leave the state. Like, no problem. So at this point, he's in California, right? Where, remember, he was extradited back and to California. And he's like, I'm going to go to the city that never sleeps. Right. NYC, here I come. Seriously. And his parole patrol. His patrol. <laughs> his parole officer is like, oh, my God, dude, totally. Like, He's like, well, obviously, you're rehabilitated for the second yeah, time. So no problem. We can no let you go. That's going to be no problem at all. And they even had him down as, like, a known flight risk. And still, I mean, maybe his parole officer didn't have coffee that day. Or, like, I mean, I'm sure they're overworked. I'm going to assume that any kind of anyone in those kind of positions is overworked. But, like, this seems like something that shouldn't have slipped through the cracks. I mean, and you're not even, like, oh, I'm going to go to the next state. (laughs) You went to the other side of the country. Country, right. Like, there's (laughs) no way you can even track him. Like, like it's he, not even goodbye, like he's like I'm gonna gone. go and I'm gonna hang out in Texas, which like isn't right. super far. Like, you know, no, I'm gonna go to New York City, which is literally on the other side of the country from where I'm currently standing. Right, so that's fine. 
And then, obviously, guys, great news, clearly, is where we're going with this. Yep. So, he gets to New York City, and then, basically, within the first, I want to say, like, week after he arrived yeah, in Manhattan, short period of time. he kills someone named Ellen Jane Hoover. She was 23, and in case you're wondering, was also the goddaughter of Sammy Davis Jr. And Dean Martin. And Dean Martin, which is crazy, and, like, killed her, and her remains were actually found buried on the grounds of Rockefeller's estate. Yeah. In Westchester so County, she's like which I've been to, by the way. Kind of famous. Oh. Yeah. My aunt lives there. Oh, yeah. nice. So, fun fact, guys. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were discussing how, like, it'd be a really cool, like, almost like going on a cruise, but go to, a like, serial, serial killer. killers. Yep. Yeah. Like, can we go to their graves or, like, where they committed their crimes? But then the question is, do they all have graves? Like, I wonder what happens, because it's not, like, a person who, like, know, right? did a lot of good in the world, and so they'd have, like, a big monument, right, or they're, right. like, a legend, like, the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, which is also in Westchester County, in right. case you're wondering. Ha- they have a huge montage to him, but ironically, he's not actually buried there. <laughs> he's really? buried in another state. Fun fact. Fun fact, guys. So, all right, um, all right. But I do think that would be pretty cool, but I'm just wondering, like, who would have, like, gone out of their way to, like, give these people a proper burial? Unless their families were kind of like, yep, that's, he's mine. I'm going to bury him because he deserves the best, even right. though he raped a bunch of people and killed them. So, so all right, so here is um, one of the ways that apparently Rodney was able to have, like, so have so many victims, which is upwards of 130 people, guys. A hundred and 30 uh, was he basically would act as if he was a professional fashion photographer which he's not the only serial killer to do that no that's very there's like i mean that's bunch, easy and, and especially in the 70s i assume because like obviously people don't just have like cameras on their phones and, well, shit, and especially so. right and especially like in new york city in a place where people are trying to right. boost their careers like yeah we you see it yeah. on tv shows a lot of SVU. there's oh, definitely babe. episodes about oh, it um but you see on different tv shows where literally someone will pretend to be a photographer and be like i'm holding auditions and girls just assume yeah. okay well you're doing what you say you're doing right but it is like for like a pedophile or a murderer or a killer it's the perfect yeah, like Bruce. cover. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it, he actually like later on when they went through all of his shit had like thousands of pictures. But here's the weird part, and they're actually I think that there's an interview that I watched, or it was part of uh, like a Dateline something show that I watched that had to do with him. And some of the people like actually saw these like sexually explicit photos that he took of other people of boys of boys. So the young girls boys. were all the girls he took pictures of were dressed or like had minimal clothing on, but always had clothes on. Mm. Unless I, you know, maybe they like chose to go topless for the picture or something, but it, you could never see it. They were very like right. modest or whatever pictures. But all of the boys he took pictures of were naked, which right. is insane to me because like all of his victims thus far were right. all females. Yeah. So it's weird that, like, it. he was like, okay, so, so I don't want to kill and rape boys, but I'm still going right. to, like, I still gain some sort of pleasure. Maybe because it was easier these. for him to, like, he's this handsome guy. It was probably easier for him to attract young women than it would be younger boy. I'm oh, to kill, you mean? Yeah, yeah, to yeah, kill. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, not for got pictures. It. I was no, like, no, no, this no, isn't kill. making sense. Got right. it, got it. <laughs> um, and, like, there's even, so there's a quote online of one of his, I, I'm going to say the word victim because even though he didn't rape or kill her, he still took pictures of her. I'm counting that because he was a fucked up motherfucker. Um, she basically was just like, I was 
like I was young I thought it was kind of weird that he had these pictures but I was young and I wanted to be famous and didn't really think that much of it uh and that was it so that's like a little scary guys ladies in case you're wondering um once again if it feels weird it probably is weird yeah go with your gut so like, that brings please. us to another part of Go With Your Gut. That brings us to his appearance on the dating game. So right about yes. at the 1978 mark now in his yep. life. And so basically he went on to the show and like everyone, there were other bachelors on the show that literally were like, he's a strange dude and has right. like super bizarre opinions. Yeah. And everyone on the show clearly was like, well, he's like super fine because his hair looks great. Right. <laughs> so, which he did have quite a full head of hair. Errol and I did watch the clip yes. of him. Take it's a on look YouTube. At it. it's so you can YouTube. definitely check it out. Um, but he's like a cocky motherfucker. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of them are. I mean, think of Ted Bundy. He was like, yeah. I'm great and I'm wonderful. And people think I'm great and wonderful. So right. I can be a murderer because people would never think I'm a murderer because I'm great and wonderful. And this guy got away with so much. I feel like that's one of the I big reasons. You took the thought right out of my head. Cocky, he's, like, he's like, oh, these guys are so fucking stupid. I've raped and killed people and they're still letting me like, be I mean, on this show. Like, I know that I keep getting put in jail, but I also keep getting out. So yep. clearly, and it's, yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, he's on the dating game show the clip is no more than five minutes so you should definitely check it out if you have the opportunity yeah take a look at it um so the bachelorette her name was cheryl bradshaw and she was the one who won a date with him actually refused to go out with him because she found him creepy so Which, again go with your gut go with your gut people <laughs> go, go with, with your, your gut, gut. <laughs> <laughs> we're just probably gonna say that in every episode because as much as we have serial killers we also have people's safety so yes, go with your gut right <laughs> and like every single story we talk about there's always one person always one person who's like it just felt kind of weird bah! you were it probably was. it was <laughs> you got it that was you congratulations right. go with it so go, go with, with your, your gut, gut. <laughs> Maybe that's how we should have named this podcast. Go with you guys. I know, right? <laughs> but then fine, I wouldn't guys. be able to drink coffee whilst doing this. Very true. So, I mean, I guess I could, but it wouldn't be like same? it was a cafe. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, even though I'm sitting in my house drinking coffee, I'm Yeah, but we're pretend. very sophisticated people. Well, so it's obviously. like a cafe wherever we are. Yeah. All the time. Like, we're super classy, so <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously, you guys can tell that from mm. this podcast. Um, oh, but so also... Real quick about the uh, his rejection. Now, this is not. I don't. We don't know this for sure, but it has been said that possibly um, him being rejected by that woman on the dating game could have been like a factor in him kind of like getting amped up and yeah. just really going crazy with the killing people. And when Ariel said earlier that he had like 130 plus victims, yeah. you're going to hear that a lot because usually they, a lot of them only get charged for like five or they're only known right. to be connected to whatever. But there's so many cold cases that have so many similarities right. to these serial killers mm -hmm. that like the numbers are like, okay, well, we know there's five, but really there could be like 4,000. Right. And we're just not sure. I'm pretty so. sure wasn't he only convicted of like five total. And it was like he was convicted of three got sentenced to death, and then while he was already in prison, they convicted him of two more. Yeah, didn't they take the death... Well, we'll get to the, his death yeah, at the death end. Death yeah, death yeah. Um, so anyway, finished up the dating game. Obviously, yeah. she was creeped out. She left, and then basically they were like, well, you know, serial killers don't like rejection. Like, obviously. Right. <laughs> Clearly, right. I don't think... Um, we need anyone to tell us that, but um, I think, so, like Ariel said, that really spiraled him. So then the next phase of his a life... A year later, um, he... So let's see, Robin... 
Samso. I'm really sorry if I'm butchering that last name. I think name. it's Samso, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm so bad with names. I'm really sorry. Um, but she was a 12-year-old girl, uh, and she disappeared when she was... Uh, she was I, leaving ballet class with her friends. For some reason, I'm picturing her on a bike. I don't know if I just read that or if I'm just putting that in my head. I think you put it in your head because <laughs> okay, she cool, was cool. walking on the beach with her friends. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So on her way to ballet class, uh, this was 1979, so it was like less than a year after he was on the dating game. Um, and then her decomposing body was found uh, 12 days later. So what her so the friends that she was with on the beach though were able to um, not identify him because they didn't have anyone to compare him with, but they were able to give like a pretty good detailed description to the sketch artist. Oh uh, yeah, to the cops, to the sketch art sketch artist. Um, Which, like, kudos to her friends, because obviously they were basically, like, her age, so right. to have the balls to be like, well, my friend got murdered by this guy, but I'm still going to go to yeah. the cops and help them out. And also, I know that we've talked about this before, I have so much respect for people who can describe people to sketch artists. Yeah, I could I have known you for, like, um, 30 years. My name's Ariel. I think her hair is red right now, right. but sometimes it's blonde and sometimes it's brown. Like, I literally um, be like, she has eyes? I don't know. Like, I get her eye color wrong every time I see her, along like, with my I husband's. Know I don't know my husband's eye color, apparently, guys, in case you're wondering. So, if anyone, if he ever goes missing, I'm going to be like, I love him. Please find him. That's going to be all I have to offer. That's it. The end. Cubs. Side note, he's never worn glasses, and when he wears blue, I think his eyes turn blue. Find him. Like, that's all I that's have to it. do. And these two girls are like, so actually, that's exactly what he looks like. Right. That is so impressive, especially because... It also kind of makes me feel bad that I'm not observant, observant enough, and I feel like maybe that's like the technology in these days, is you're very like, when you walk around, you're on your phone, you're listening to a podcast or right. music, so you're not focused on your surroundings, whereas I'm assuming, it, obviously, this is less of an issue in 1979, so maybe they right. were just more aware of everything because they could be. Also, is this us as humans now I'm are we really, just terrible people <laughs> right like now i'm really gonna like rip it apart guys do you like know what people look like like really think about it. like think of your significant other your best friends your parents like if you were to be like go blind today would you be able to, or blindfolded whatever would you be able to describe like your top three most favorite people in your yeah. life to a sketch artist if so find your best friend because they and i are totally going to do this yeah describe these people to yes. your best friend with your eyes closed or whatever and then see what you come up with that's such um, a good idea we're totally doing this who so do so we excited. know that can draw <laughs> Neither of us, let's say that. No, right definitely now. not us. Definitely not us. All right, we're going to find someone who can draw, and we're going to, like, do this experiment, because I am so curious. Yeah. I'll be surprised if I do a really good job. I don't I even think I could describe myself. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, valid point. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely, we think you should check it out. Side note, you can respond to our questions, comments, whatever. We do have social media across the board. We're mm. Killers Cafe on Twitter. Um, we couldn't fit Serial Killers Cafe. Apparently, that's too long. <laughs> on Instagram, we're Serial Killers Cafe. And also, in our bio, links are behind the scenes. So, you can see fun pictures of me and Ariel um, recording the podcast and being, you you know, extra and yeah. the typical friends we, we are. Roll. That's how we roll. Um, and then also on top of that, um, we also have Facebook, Serial Killers Cafe. Yeah. So you can find us on any of those three to answer questions or comments. Or if you want to suggest a serial killer you'd really love us to talk about, we are happy to take suggestions as well. Yeah. Um, so yay for these 12-year-olds who were able to fucking describe this guy. Um, so they apparently he was staying with his mother... And or, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is back in California, I think. 
Yes. Yeah. No, he did. He went back to. So he, he went from back. California to New York and, and then, then went back, back to California. Yeah. Also got a job at a newspaper, in case you guys are wondering, because yeah. again, people still aren't doing background checks. Nope. None at, at all. all. None at all. So um, he was really just like living a decent life. I think he worked for the Los Angeles Times, which like. Right. It like wasn't that. like, oh, I'm like working for some mom pop place. Like, you're a pretty prominent company. Probably could have like splurged for the background check or something. Right. Or oh, maybe right. that just wasn't done then like people were more trustworthy you then i should ask my dad like yes, was that please a ask thing? your parents okay, so we can find us out um so all right so the back in california he they find the body of this 12 year old and um he they get the sketch Yep. Somehow, I don't know how they link it to him. Maybe they already... Oh, you know what? They probably already knew of him. Duh, because they're in California. Well, and he is in the system. Right. So I'm assuming at least some... Right. But, like, he had already been in jail. Yeah. So I'm assuming there were at least some people who were like, Hey, right. I feel like this guy's familiar. I could mm-hmm. probably match him up with XYZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so somehow... And they don't really go into detail how... Um, but the police actually find a receipt for a storage locker, and this is in his mom's house. But when they go and they get a search warrant and they search the storage locker, they find this young girl, Robin Samso, her earrings in and the storage locker. On the receipt, one of his other victims, who is actually a 31 year old, who is he raped, strangled, and then like left in the laundry room of some place. Yes, yeah, so her name was Charlotte building. Lamb. Yeah. Her DNA was on the receipt. Ah, okay. So he's not as smart as he thinks he is. All right, let's. Well, uh, not giving you too much credit there, asshole. Um, in case you're also wondering, because this guy is such a charmer, he is also, um, when he was incarcerated, he filed two lawsuits against California. Oh, my God. Um, one for a slip and fall incident and one for refusing to provide him a low-fat diet while in prison. Well, he so, had to look good, Steph. Um, Obvi. And I'm like... Yeah, like I just the whole thing is like, did he's you? He's a cocky motherfucker. Like, well, so and I mean, he's gone away he's with like, so many things like that I feel like he's like, well, I might as well just push the bar and see what I get. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like maybe that's why. So yeah. anyway, that like wrapped up basically his like I don't know killer years. I don't I don't know how to put this best because basically then we basically jump all the way to two thousand three, which is when he actually gets like the death penalty. For the things he did. Right. And so, but really, really, before we hit on 2003, um, he did actually, um, there were a couple of court cases, and he was sentenced um, for Samso's murder, and then I think there was one other, but they actually, the California Supreme Court... I think it was Supreme the Lamb Court, Girl. Yes, okay. Because they yeah, had her DNA. But they turned it over, because he was convicted and sentenced oh, that's to right. death. And they overturned it. And yep. they overturned it. Yeah. And it was because, like, some bullshit. So, this guy, in case the, you're wondering, is just catching all the breaks on the planet. All of the breaks. As a serial killer rapist. It's fucking outrageous. I can't. Um, so, yeah, basically, gets overturned. It was something with the jury. Um, oh, you know why? It was because somehow, and they don't say how, but the jury got, like, wind of his prior sex conviction. Yes. They were like... they should fucking be in there. What? I, that's a whole... That's, we could literally have a whole episode. On, on jury how, selection? Yes, <laughs> yeah. and how it doesn't make... Of course they should know this. 
So, I mean, yeah, but you have to think about it. Like, do you, okay, so I don't know if you watched the People vs. O.J. Simpson when they did, like, the remake on TV. You and I were very young. Like, yeah, my husband was like, I remember watching this, like, because my dad was following it. And I was like, yeah. I was, like, one. Right. And in India. So I was not. Right. So well, I was not they watching. They did not care about that when you were so, on the streets of India. anyway, though, there was a whole, like, episode worth of Joyous Selection. And these people thought, like, the trial was going to be long, who got chosen. And the trial ended up lasting, like, nine months. And they were literally locked in a hotel room with each other. Yeah. And, like, couldn't leave like it's crazy like when you are selected because those are like you're not allowed to be swayed by others because it's yeah. so easy for someone to be like yeah do you know he like touched me once and they could have been lying right. but they want him to be convicted yeah i mean not that anyone's lying about this crazy guy no but you know but. what i'm saying so um okay so now back to 2003 Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're totally fine. Um, you're keeping me on track here. <laughs> you know my mind goes everywhere in I one do. minute. <laughs> I know you've got a little bit of ADHD. It's cool. Yeah, I represent. It's fine. <laughs> um, so it also, in 2003, investigators, um, so because his DNA was in the system. Right. When they, like, did, they ran it through CODIS, huh? That's right. I know things. Uh, <laughs> it matched semen. Olivia Benson would be so proud. I know she would. <sighs> Hashtag love her. Um, it matched semen that was left at two other um, rape slash murder victims in California. Yes. And in case you were wondering, guys, so during all these trials, because this is in 2003, basically spiraled like this whole second round of like trials and death penalties and third death round. penalties. Third round. Third round. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's right. And he represented himself. And when he was representing himself, he pretended he was like two people. So he'd be like, <gasps> yes. Mr. Alcala, I hear that so and so happened. Where were you on the day? And he'd be like, Well, you see, I was on this day here. And like, like he does the voices and everything. Like he yeah. changes uh -huh. his voice for like lawyer and like, he, like, yeah, like he was like deep, low voice. Right. I'm Hey. And then he's like, well, you see, as Mr. Alcala. Because he's well, a cocky motherfucker. Oh, my gosh. Oh Actually, my though, God. again, I think we also talked about this. It's very common for serial killers and rapists, especially ones who have spent time in jail, to yeah. represent themselves because they sit and they read books and they educate right. themselves. Or at that same point, they're also like, well, what the fuck do I have to lose? Right. I'm going to at least offer myself true defense versus someone who, like, is well, assigned to me. But might not. And a lot of them also have that cocky mentality, like him and Ted Bundy, and where they're yeah. like, I got this. I'm better than everybody. I'm smarter than everybody. I mean, all he has cheated this like 400 times. So if I was him, I'd probably be right. pretty cocky at this point in my life as well. Right. And a lot of people. They've continued to let me go. <laughs> accurate. And they also usually have really high IQs. Yes, very high IQs. So that's super cool. So, common. I mean, he's a piece of shit, but apparently he's a smart piece of shit. They usually are. Um, so thankfully once DNA came around and we were able, they basically were able to link him to, oh, excuse me, I have hiccups, um, to several rapes and murders. Um, not all 130 were assuming he was a part of 130 right. plus, I should say, but at least enough to, you know, actually convict him. Right. Um, so there, I mean, you can go online. There's just like lists of names of people that they think that he was involved in. Yeah. Some of which DNA was actually found at. So, and apparently he likes to keep earrings. Uh, That's his trophies. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, yeah, so that's basically him in a nutshell. Yep. Oh, and then just um, to wrap him up, since we're uh, finishing up our dear friend Rodney today, um, in his trial, so he was convicted 
got the death penalty, it was overturned. If I'm not mistaken, he's convicted again, got the death penalty, it was overturned again. Right. So this is the third time he was convicted, and then finally got the death penalty when he was at his conviction hearing to see, like, if he'd get the death penalty or not. Um, guess who showed up? Tally Shapiro, his first victim, the eight-year-old, yes. showed up at his trial, Love which this. for her, I probably feel like was a lot of, like, justice redemption because she didn't have the option to uh, testify right, because her parents now, were and So I think that probably yes. was, like... So I'm sure he wasn't expecting that. Not that he would really care. Yeah, not even a little bit. Um, and then, so... It was only two days of the de- deliberation, and the jury convicted him on all five counts of first-degree murder. Which, in case you're wondering, that did not happen until 2013. Is that it? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, 2013. So, in case you're wondering, his current uh, status is that he is awaiting his sentence as mm-hmm. a death penalty. Like, he is still alive and in prison. Another whole other issue. And so if you guys feel the urge and you are equally as sick as we are, um, there's a ton. And you probably are if you're listening to our podcast. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's a ton of, uh, like, photographs that they have from him, like, that he took of people that are unidentified. That could be They're people. on the internet, right? Did yes. we look at them? Yes. There's like you literally just, like, you can them. Google it and maybe I mean maybe you'll know someone. Right. I like I Or really your wa- parents will know someone. I was someone. gonna say I really wanna ask my dad because he was in California Around in the seventies. So I wanna be like, hey, do any of these like can you imagine? Excuse me, FBI, this is Ariel Fisher calling. Uh just wanted to let you know that I solved a crime. <laughs> I like how you got a different voice because you called the FBI. <laughs> I had to, like, sound professional, but also like a man. Sorry. <laughs> no, they listen to females just fine. They understand we secretly have more power because we're crazy or something. Amen. <laughs> so, Amen. Anyway, that's our good friend Rodney in a nutshell. We really yeah. hope you enjoyed our first episode of Serial Killers Cafe. Um, we plan to post every week on Wednesdays. We just decided to post a little early for Halloween today, so happy Halloween to all our fans out there. Yeah, get it, creepy, serial killers, Halloween, you know. I think they got it. <laughs> I just wanted to really make sure they got it. <laughs> clearly, okay. clearly. Cool, cool. Um, also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we definitely keep it up to date. Um, we also have a blog that we're starting. That's also SerialKillersCafe.com. Um, and basically, we'll just give like a recap of the serial killers we're talking about. So if you want to follow along. And again, please feel free to reach out to us. Questions, comments, concerns. And rate us. And rate us. So, like, I obviously know this is our first episode. We're still working on some kinks and really getting the flow of things. But definitely rate us. Like, even if it's only three stars, hopefully it's five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us know, though. Like, tell us what you want differently because this is our first time. So, we kind of just need a little bit of guidance. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you again for listening. Um, and we hope that you join us again next week. Bye, guys. Uh, have a great night and happy Halloween. <laughs>